0: Letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories. From News Talk 830-WCCO, this is the All Local.
1: With Thursday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include the fourth story in our series on legalizing marijuana in Minnesota, a shooting overnight in St. Paul, and the Minnesota ag community gathered in Redwood County this week for Farm Fest. But we begin today with new information from this week's deadly shooting involving a Minnesota State Patrol trooper. The
0: Bureau of Criminal Apprehension says a gun was found in Ricky Cobb II's car, although there was no indication on the available video that he was ever holding it during the interaction with law enforcement. There is also no indication whether or not the troopers ever saw the gun, which was on the floor, they say, in the back behind the center console. Cobb was wanted on a felony order for protection violation in Ramsey County. The trooper who fired the shot that killed Cobb has been identified as Ryan Londegren, who the BCA says has about a year and a half of law enforcement experience. All three troopers remain on standard administrative leave. Once the investigation is complete, the BCA will present its findings to Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty, who will decide on any possible charges. Steve Simpson. News Talk 830, WCCO.
1: All this week, WCCO Radio is taking a look at some of the issues and challenges surrounding the new recreational marijuana law. As WCCO's Al Shock reports, the retail situation for buying marijuana products is still
2: evolving. Now local sellers of hemp-derived THC products in Minnesota are busy getting licensed to sell a stronger version of gummies, drinks, and other edibles. Minnesota Cannabis Association president and owner of Nothing But Hemp, Stephen Brown, says local retailers may also soon be selling seeds for home growing. Brianna works at the THC joint in downtown Minneapolis and says they've been spending a lot of time researching suppliers.
3: We are just trying to gather different brands ambassadors trying to figure out where we're going to want to get our product from.
2: A big part of Brianna's job is educating people on the effects of THC found in both hemp and marijuana.
3: I think the main difference is going to be the potency level. Um, It's definitely going to be less potent coming from the hemp plant um, being the male plant, Um, but the female plant is definitely going to be a lot more potent. It's going to be Just the difference in potency, I would say, Um, and definitely the longevity of it all. Um, THC from the main plant can last a little shorter. As for from the hemp plant, it can last a little bit longer.
2: The new Minnesota Office of Cannabis Management is still being set up, as are the systems for both the commercial and home growing of marijuana plants in the state. Once that happens, retailers will have to follow the new rules when it comes to smokable marijuana products and marketing to kids. Lili Fatahi with the advocacy group Minnesota is Ready testified before a Minnesota Senate hearing this spring. And there
3: is a prohibition um, in the bill on um, flavored you know, smokable and, and vapable products, since those are often targeted towards children.
2: Other provisions in the bill address things like secondhand marijuana smoke and its health effects, and making sure use of the drug falls under Minnesota's Clean Indoor Air Act. In recent weeks, cities have been busy drafting their own ordinances and bans when it comes to using marijuana in public. Al Schock, News Talk a WCCO.
1: And one of the state's biggest marijuana proponents is celebrating after helping lay the
3: groundwork for legislation. Former Governor Jesse Ventura. Telling WCCO's Chad Hartman, pot would have been legal long ago had it not been for political propaganda and racism.
0: Oh, Mexicans smoke it and they're all lazy. And black will smoke it. Watch out for your daughters and your wives things like that that's how harsh
3: and sick it was ventura says even when no one was listening he's proud to have proposed legal marijuana in minnesota 20 years ago saying its benefits go well beyond recreational use laura oaks news talk 830 WCCO. prince fans can now cruise down a highway named in his honor mission complete Mark Webster
1: was a longtime friend of Prince and spearheaded the project to rename a seven-mile stretch of Highway 5 in Chanhassen to Prince Rogers-Nelson Memorial Highway. Today, MnDOT put that purple sign up along the highway just outside Paisley Park. Webster says today's a day to celebrate and that there's a bigger celebration planned for August 7th.
3: We'll celebrate that day still. We do have the park and we want to have that fulfillment because I don't want to let none of his supporters down and we're gonna have a party. We're gonna have a highway celebration party at Lake Anne, they choose to come out. Mark Fry, News
1: Talk 830-WCCO. One man is dead, another injured after a shooting overnight in St. Paul. It
3: happened around 11 o'clock in the North End neighborhood near Manitoba Avenue West and Park Street. Officers found one man shot dead on the scene, the other grazed by a bullet. He was taken to the hospital and his condition is not known. Officers spent the night interviewing possible witnesses and looking for any security footage in the area. So far, no ID of the victims and no arrests yet. It is the 21st homicide of the year in St. Paul. Laura Oaks. News Talk eight three zero WCCO.
0: I'm Steve Simpson. Target Field, the site of United Way's Day of Action today in downtown Minneapolis, is more than fifteen hundred volunteers will pack more than forty thousand backpacks with back to school supplies for students and families. John Wilgers is president of Greater Twin Cities United Way. Well, Action Day is a is a really terrific event because one what it, what it really shows is that for you know, some of our significant um, issues in the community. These are problems that that nobody can solve alone. And and, and Action Day is a great representation of that because we bring together lots of people to make this happen. Today's event includes all seven of Minnesota's professional sports teams and is hosted by the Twins and the St. Paul Saints.
3: This is Laura Oaks. The full Minneapolis City Council has approved new police chief Brian O'Hara's proposal for a new leadership structure within the department. The plan would allow for two more deputy chiefs to oversee a new Bureau of Internal Affairs and a Bureau of Constitutional Policing. O'Hara says the new structure will provide the support and leadership necessary to enact needed reforms and establish a law enforcement standard that is deserved by those who are served by the MPD and those who serve within the MPD.
1: Minneapolis is virtually virtual art tour system has been relaunched to help showcase some of the city's public art collections. The
2: interactive tour website was created in 2017 to facilitate self-guided tours of the city's public art displays. Site contributor Madeline Hudick says this year, several updates have changed the way people can use the virtual tool.
3: Folks have used them as sort of an online tour and look from their own home. though so we were intending them to be more of something you'd visit. So it works either way.
2: Hudick says this new update will also expand the number of tours the site can facilitate.
3: We also hope to maybe add some additional curated tours. So I'm really excited about kind of the possibilities of what we can do moving into the future.
2: For more information, visit the City of Minneapolis Public Arts website. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO.
0: The Minnesota Ag Community is gathered at Farm Fest in Redwood County this week. Among the speakers at some of the forums is Minnesota Democratic Senator Amy Klobuchar, who talked about the importance of getting a new farm bill passed.
3: The negotiations are going strong and well in the Senate to get this bill done this fall and to get the whole bill done uh, by the end of the year. Without a farm bill in place, our entire ag economy, in fact, the world's economy, would be
0: disrupted just as our economy is recovering. The current farm bill expires at the end of September. Other challenges being discussed at FarmFest this week include uh, environmental issues, drought, and climate change. Steve Simpson, News Talk 830 WCCO.
3: I'm Laura Oaks. As we continue to deal with our drought conditions across the state, we finally
2: could get some rain in the next few days. Parts of Minnesota could, in theory, go from flash drought to flash flood on Sunday. Uh, certainly the best chance for significant rain since early May. Uh, is it a drought buster? No, but it could put a nice big dent in the drought.
3: That's WCCO radio meteorologist Paul Douglas. Of course we are still a few days away so everything could change. Farmers, gardeners and others hoping for a respite. Hoping for a respite after this hot humid weather has settled in for a few weeks.
1: Finally today, if you love tiki bars, you're losing a fan
0: favorite. A kitschy northeast entertainment venue shutting its doors after 20 years. The owner of Psycho Susie's Motor Lounge announcing yesterday that the iconic bar will close by the end of this month. In her retirement announcement, Leslie Bach says that all good things must come to an end but thank customers who were welcomed through their quote tiki laden jungle to enjoy tropical drinks and waterfront seating steve simpson news talk 830 wcco
1: thanks for listening to wccos all local you can find each day's all local and all of our podcasts at wccoradio.com or by downloading the odyssey app i'm lindsey peterson news talk 830 wcco